dropped off a pretty little girl Same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus She walked right over me Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane Good afternoon, Matt Good afternoon, Derek Coming off a beautiful weekend, I hope that everybody was able to get out and uh, we had what, low humidity, yep. beautiful mornings, beautiful evenings, just very, you know, kind of dry and, and gotten in the 60s both nights. Of course, we have scorching, uh, we're recording right now, it is scorching, uh, that way tomorrow. <laughs> it's not that bad. Oh, look, it's going to be over 100 again. Once you get a taste of well, 60s, I, I it's I thought like, it was supposed to be like rain today or tomorrow and then- Tomorrow uh, night. Tomorrow night, and I thought it was going to be uh, in the like it's 80s, 80s the rest nice. of the week. Yeah, I'm just yeah. talking about today. Oh, yeah. We're recording on Monday afternoon. Again, we say it all the time because Derek and I are <laughs> we're no busier than anybody else, but by God, we, we definitely have some stuff going on. So uh, we're recording this on Monday for our Tuesday show. Um, thank you all for allowing us to do that. But Matt, you know, when you get that taste of the 60s, you know what that means, right? That means looking for houses. Looking for houses. Oh. And uh, who is better to do that than a certain uh, sponsor of our show? No team better in DeSoto County or the Mid-South for help when it comes to residential real estate. Of course, I'm speaking about Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. They're ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. It is still a very good time to list your home, and they are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, what's going on in your street, how long they're staying on the market. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from a realtor. Brian continues to encourage us to always mention, please consider not working with someone that does not have experience when it comes to closings. Brian and Terry have seen just about everything when it comes to residential real estate, last-minute closing issues, last-minute attorney issues appraisal issues, you name it. Brian and Terry have seen it over the last 15 years when it comes to being the best real estate team in DeSoto County. Give them a call today, 662-449-1700. Call Brian on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Simply list the filters, number of bedrooms, number of baths, all the different things that you want to know about a home. Let the website do all the work to find the home of your dreams. Give them a call today. Again, 662-449-1700. Look them up at teamcouch.com. And always remember, every home needs a couch. Podcast recorded each and every Tuesday and Friday morning at the Mobile Cars and Van Rural Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. They have cars, trucks, vans, cargo vans. If you're in need of a rental for a week, a month, if you're putting a car into a body shop, we can assist you when it comes to body shop claims and insurance claims. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you are currently putting together plans to travel out of town for a football game coming up, whether that's high school or college football, going on some type of a road trip this fall, we're filling up fast. Give us a call today, 662-469-4555. Think local, spend local. We really, really appreciate people thinking about local companies first. Mobile Cars and Vans, your official studio sponsor of the UTW podcast. Well, Derek, I joked around on Friday that I might kind of defer to you a little bit. Actually, I joked around that I might take both words, but I'm going <laughs> to. You did come up with a word from the weekend. You had a busy weekend. It was, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it, it was a moving weekend for you to move Bo down to Ole Miss. Tell us your word from the weekend. 
Matt, my word from the weekend is beginnings. Beginnings. That's one of the easier ones. Go ahead. One of the easier ones. Uh, beginnings. It's just the you know that time of uh, life, I guess, that we're both in. But uh, moved him down, got him moved in. Actually, very, very uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, I cannot recommend more moving down on a Saturday after. Uh, I would say over half of the the females have moved in, uh, and also the majority, the rest of the students started uh, today on Monday. So that kind of Saturday move in was a, a great time. I mean, he he picked it. He was I guess smart to do that. I have no idea how all this works. I have a little better idea, you know, once my uh, once Allie goes to college. But well, Bo is he is in the honors college. He's Bo in the is honors in the college, Barstow yes. honors college. So he, I think he maybe gets a little bit of a precedence there. So that's well, good they, for him. they get to choose first, choose, and they, yeah. they do get a, a day that the honors college uh, students can can move in, which correct. is the Saturday. He chose the Saturday. His roommates in honors college as well. That, that is correct. Yes. Uh, but they didn't get the honors dorm. But it, so again, it was moving. We were the only people on our floor, which was yeah. not expected. So again, it went pretty seamless. Got him down there. You know, a lot of hugs, a lot of tears, goodbye. Then the other beginning is my, my daughter starts driving tomorrow. Tomorrow. License <laughs> officially her, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, big license. The uh, the main one where she can drive on her own. So that's that's a beginning for her. Uh, we, you know, kind of, she's excited. She's ready. God help us. Uh, please. Well, <laughs> if, if you see an older Traverse on the road and uh, you see an old Miss sticker on the back, just just please give her space. Um but she's, you know, she's she's going to be great, and it helps us out. But at the same time, it is a beginning, and and uh, it's just uh, just nervous. I mean, you're nervous sure. as a father, uh, having both one kid uh, out of town, the other kid, you know, now on the road, and kind of a, a new time of life for all of us. But uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a wonderful time. Just uh, a lot of changes, a lot of new beginnings. Well, I'm going to challenge you on that. You and I are very close friends. I mean, your kids go to North Point. It's no secret here. Everybody knows that from listening to this show. She's going to drive to South Haven. Going to go to North Point. Yep. You don't have to be in South Haven all the time anymore. No, which is awesome. No, 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 no. So that allows you to. Yeah, definitely yeah. helps us out. Yeah. Does Bancorp South know that you? Uh, the, let's not tell them. Let's not. Let's not let Bancorp South know that you can be more available. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah. Bancorp. Yeah. No. Allie's, don't have to make those. Yeah. Four o'clock practices or picking her up. Correct. Or whatever, correct. Hey, Bancorp right, South. Right. Allie is thirteen years old, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> still have to go to one. Got to go get her. <laughs> exactly. So he cannot be more available. But uh, I joke around. I do want to challenge you because. Like you said, you live in Hernando, they go to school in South Haven, let her do her thing. I mean, she's going to be back and forth up and up and down get well, you know, all the time. But, um, you know, just that does save you a ton of time. It's, it saves us time. And, again, it's good for her because now she's not looking for rides. I mean, Correct. she was a lot of stress in that, looking for rides, especially when really most of your friends don't live in Hernando. Right. Uh, just trying to, you know, trying to get a ride home. So either, you know, uh, Lisa was having to work late. I was having to leave early, like you said, to go pick her up. And that's all gone now. She could stay. Right. And, and she does a lot of stuff after school. I mean, she's a trainer for the football team. She has basketball practice after sure. school before she trains. So she could literally be there till 630, and we don't have to worry about her who's riding home with or football if it rains and it's canceled who's going to you know get her right, home sure. all that kind of stuff so it is a wonderful Absolutely. that she has it it's wonderful that you know that she is able to you know have a, a car at her age uh but also it is uh you know it's going to be stressful because right. you know you do you will worry more yeah you know okay when she home life 360 let me pull her up where is she and so those are all new beginnings that we'll have to get used to she's so excited sure so happy for her and uh, just looking forward to the next several years. Absolutely. And she gets to drive her sophomore, junior, and senior year, which is pretty cool. Yeah, she, she so had an early birthday. High school. Yeah, gotcha. Well, Derek, my word from the weekend is going to be different, kind of goes along with yours, what you were just talking about. You mentioned on the Tuesday show of last week or Friday show, it's really going to start to hit you in three and four and five weeks when you're not hearing certain sounds or certain things. And it was definitely different around the Crane House this weekend, no doubt about it. Obviously, everybody knows that Hannah Grace has been moved down to Ole Miss last Thursday. She started Rush on Saturday. 
um, has had a good experience for all the ladies there that maybe are praying for her or wondering what's going on when it comes to rush for Hannah Grace. She is having a good experience. She's enjoyed the houses that she's gone to. She's just about, she had to go to six yesterday to this morning. And so she's done with her first round of official stuff. So she'll be making her decisions to move on to the second round. And again, all of our female UTW podcast listeners know what I'm talking about with that when it comes to second round. So she'll have an opportunity to go a little deeper with those sororities that uh, enjoy her and vice versa. And so uh, we'll just keep you updated on that. But it was definitely different is going to be my word from the weekend. Um, church was Sunday morning was different because you know she wasn't there. And it was just a different kind of vibe and different weekend having the, uh, the seven-year-old who's uh, loved loves to mess with her older brother and then having the 15 year old who actually is very close with Bo mm-hmm. and uh, it was different for him because uh, he and Bo are, are friends and there was pretty regularly he was jumping up to go get on the Xbox or he was on the phone FaceTiming Bo and stuff like that and uh, it's different for him as well so I thought different would be a very good word from the weekend and um, it's all in how you look at it it's different in a good way mm-hmm. I mean it's different in a good way uh, life moves on we move forward um, something that is different for me Derek is Hannah Grace was part a very big part of our youth program band for the last seven years and so we've had a couple of practices had a Wednesday night without her and those young ladies don't necessarily listen to this show but let's not be afraid of letting kids uh, spread their wings letting kids uh, you know push them to take over and that's what's happened in our youth group mm-hmm. our youth band it's been really good and all those girls are juniors so they got one more year and we have one sophomore but have one more year but it's really been inspiring to see them the last two weeks saying hey we can do this and um, and it's been really really good and, and I'm looking forward to that look if you're interested uh, Hernando United Methodist Church the table service every Sunday morning at nine o'clock our youth band will be uh, will be leading worship this coming Sunday great group of young ladies a lot of fun do a wonderful job but definitely lead um, worship in a, in a way that I think you would enjoy. So this coming Sunday, 9 o'clock at HUMC in the gymnasium if you're interested. Well, Derek, speaking of laid back, something that's not going to be laid back tonight, our first and third Tuesday shows are always talking about a preview of the autumn meeting coming up for the city of Hernando, which will be happening Tuesday night. Derek, let's go ahead and get started on the preview for the autumn meeting. Matt, this uh, autumn meeting looks like it may be a lengthy one. Pretty decent size agenda. Uh, several planning items that we'll get to in just a second. Also, several items uh, under the consent agenda. Now, again, this is not normal that we cover that, but I mean, they go A through O, which means how many there are things that these are literally that have already been, kind of been agreed upon by the aldermen. Nothing really to talk about. And again, I'm not going to go through all, all the way through A through O. I do want to say a couple things. Uh, I want to point out two things that are in there. Most of it's about people going to training, approving for travel, that sort of thing. But one of them is, uh, there's the approval to enter into use with courtroom basketball located at the Gatorade Fieldhouse to utilize the facility for the purpose of hosting the city's Youth Recreational Basketball League for the 2022-2023 season. So that will be this held. This is a big deal. This yeah. is a huge deal. It's, it's going to be held at the Fieldhouse. Usually it's held at the Oak Grove Gymnasium. It's kind of the, the I guess it's where it has been for the last several years. But this is be outside of, of city or county property at the Fieldhouse, Gatorade Fieldhouse. And so just a really exciting thing. I think the kids, first time I would say venture most of them have ever been in the Fieldhouse. Sure. Uh, unique experience. There's going to be multiple floor, they're playing on multiple courts. They'll be playing on really cool flooring. Uh, I think they're, they're really going to love this. Now, I will say parents, not a lot of seating there. <laughs> so uh, there's a seats kind of in between. They may, they may bring more in. But if you've never been in there, there's not a lot of seating because this is more for leagues and tournaments that are kind of going through during the day. Uh, but since these will be, you know, rec games at night 
I'm hoping that they're bringing in more. We'll see. But again, the rate uh, is going to be $75 per hour per court is what the city's paying. Uh, so they've got a, a budget set aside for that. So, And I think the fee is going to be a little higher right. uh, for registration this year. I think it's going to be around 90 or $100 a player because of the increased fee, in, or actually for them having to rent the space to do this. But I think it's going to be an amazing experience for uh, our young people to be able to get out there. So if you have not played basketball or if your, your child's ever shown any interest in playing, I think it's a big good year to try it just to see what they think. Something different. I mean, you're not playing at the local, like you said, Oak Grove. It's been played at the Hernando Middle School. Good job by Greg Drumright, you know, staying up for himself and saying, hey, here's the price we'll do for it. And, um, you know, the city uh, agreeing to it. So it should be a, a new adventure when it comes to basketball here for the city, when it comes to rec league basketball for the city. So a uh, pretty neat deal. Yeah, and the other thing in the consent agenda we want to mention is that there's an approval to enter into an agreement with the Friends of Hernando Baseball to sell concessions at the Hernando Civic Center during the youth baseball, softball, and t-ball games for this fall. So the Friends of Hernando Baseball will be handling all the concessions. They're not going to do it out to a third party. Right. Actually, it'll be done by the Friends of Hernando Baseball, which will make the money off of it, which, again, will just be pouring that back into the field. So I think that's a wonderful thing, uh, kind of a win-win for both parties. For kind the of the way it should always be, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, I mean, if, well, again, it takes the volunteers club, yes. of the parents Yes, to do that yes. but if you have parents willing to do that absolutely it's a win-win for both sides now moving more to the meat of the agenda of what we got uh there's a couple things that we're just going to kind of skip over and we're going to go straight to the uh planning portion now again if anything comes out of the smaller items on here we'll obviously we'll talk about it on friday but we really want to get into the meat of the planning section because as i said there's there's several of these the next is a request to approve the project text of preliminary site plans for the Gilbreth Ridge, which is 99 residential lots located south of Holly Springs Road and west of Getwell. So if you are going toward Getwell Road on Holly Springs and you look to your right, right before you get to the uh, well, that, that plant store right. that's located right there on the corner. They've started clearing that. Yes. Right, so that this is that's that's what this is. It's, they're looking at the project text, the preliminary site plan. They're looking to get approved. This is being developed by Butch Davis, and so they're asking for that. So we'll see you know, any conversations from there. Next one is the Chapel Grove final plat. This is the request for the final plot of the 70 lots. This is the ones on Robinson Gen Road. We've talked about that twice. Yes. Uh, it's finally coming up Let's now. Let's see if it happens. Yeah, see if it happens. <laughs> that, that was the water issue they had going on with the city. Uh, we'll see if that's going to take place finally on Tuesday night. Uh, the next one, Matt, Mackinville Square Putt. Yes. This is the one we have mentioned on here before. This is the, taking place just to the east of the country club right there on McAvell road it will be actually causing the country club to uh, move a green move a tee box they're going to ask for the put amendment for the four acres consisting of three lots it'll be three commercial lots right there on the west side of McAvell road and north of Bahia road being brought by uh, john stevenson and doug thornton from aerc will be there i'm sure both of them will be there to kind of discuss that looking for that approval to be able to start that project, uh, which we've talked about here on here several times before, kind of a mini silo square looking, going to bring both a residential and retail to the east side of town. Going to be absolutely beautiful. Very nice building, very nice structure, uh, nice restaurant, which you and I have heard numerous times, a possibility there. Um, I think it's very good use of that property, which is a bit of an eyesore. Yes, you have to affect the country club a tad bit, but Derek, it's just right now, it's just wasted land. So I think it's a very, very good project. And again, it's uh, Mr. Stevenson owns that property and it's it's his right to uh, to do that. So looking forward to it. Yeah, just for those who are not aware, he also is, ha- is part owner of the country club. Correct. Uh, that he will actually be adjusting. So 
you know, it, it is all his property. I mean, it's his country club too. You know, what I'm That's saying right. he owns the country club, and uh, so it's his, uh, his prerogative to do something a bit different with that property and uh, be a money making situation for him. And and right there, so I'm, I mean, I love the property. I, I'm looking forward to it in the next two to four years. All right, the next one is the Star Landing Market Final Plat. Now, what some people that move to Hernando may not realize, Hernando actually goes all the way up to Star Landing Road, up 51. Uh, it borders. So if you're coming south on 51 from the Civic Center, and once you get to Star Landing Road, you may see a small sign that says "Welcome to Hernando." It does not go. All, it's not a perfect square. It does not go all the way down Star Landing, all the way south of there. Part of that is South Haven, but the part that goes up 51, both sides of the road, is in Hernando. And this is a request for a final plat approval on one lot on 3.47 acres uh, on the west side of Star Landing Road. So people may not be aware that that will be Hernando. The next one is a request to vacate lots 234 of the Oak Grove Park Professional Office Plaza and a request for a vacate lots 2, 3, and 4 of an existing subdivision recorded in Book 100. And what they're doing is, Matt, this is the land located below our subdivision. Yep. They, last time they, they rezoned it from office to residential which was the first part. Now, this is the second part where they're looking to uh, vacate the lots, two, three, and four. And right after that, on the same agenda, so the next item on the agenda, is a request for a final plat approval of seven lots on 2.7 acres. I disagree with the seven. I think that's way too time. I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I pass by there every day. I've, I've been looking every day since we started talking yeah. about this. Six, very comfortable. Seven's going to be tight. Well, and, and four then, and know, three is what it's kind of going. Three yeah. houses behind the ARG building, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is is it's way too tight. And five or five on the other side would be way too well, tight. So exactly. You're so looking four and two. Four and two. Look, I, I'd be down with four and two. I'd be down with. If I'm being totally honest, in my opinion, my first Auburn meeting as an alderman will be, will be my first. <laughs> but this is just me. Three and three, yeah. four and two, something like that. Three and three may be the better better look, the better comfort, the better bargain. Value for the buck of the homeowners in the future. I think that's the way to go because that ditch cuts in pretty good. Oh, as it as it gets toward the road, it yes. definitely is cutting off that yes. last lot. Yeah, whoever gets, <laughs> I'm not buying that last lot. I'll just say that <laughs> I'm not buying that last the, lot. The one closest to Bahia Road is going to be yeah, going to be a little tight down the back. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to go with three three or three or four and two something like that. Maybe three and three would be pretty. And, good. and since this will be out Tuesday morning, I'm hoping that maybe one or two aldermen are able to hear this. Maybe even the mayor. If you could please, you know, sometimes they do a great job of showing what's on the screen. Right. Sometimes they do not show what's on the screen. Right, sure. And so if there's anything presented, if there's a way that, and not just on this project, but right. any project, any if project. you could show us what y'all are looking at uh, as to the diagram, because, and this is even if you're in person, even if you're there in the uh, in the city hall while this is taking place, a lot of times we're not able to see what is being shown. So, you know, when you're saying this plot of seven, how is that seven drawn? Maybe it does make sense to make seven. It's just when you're looking at it right now, and you look at the houses going up the hill, it does not look like you could get seven without making some serious concessions on some of those lots. Maybe you can't. But if there's a way to show it or, or those uh, the, the plats or the, the diagrams that the architect or the engineer has shown, please please let us see that if possible. Now, if it's not, I mean, I'm not saying hold it up as you talk, but if there's any other way to be able to do that, we would love to see that because I'm very interested to see how sure, they lay out the seven lots uh, on that property. And again, those last two agenda items go together, and that kind of wraps up the planning portion uh, of the meeting. There's a couple things after that. Item number 23, well, actually 22 is, is interesting because it says there's a health and public safety hearings. There are two listings on College Street. That usually means that they haven't cut the grass or there's some serious, uh, like maybe the, the whatever structure's on there is in disrepair, right, sure. and they're having to maybe even do it themselves and, and build the homeowner or the property owner on the tax rolls, right. something like that. So that's something that doesn't come up often we'll look at. Uh, the next one is to discuss 
discussion on the Weatherby cross sections. So something, I guess, in Weatherby neighborhood, maybe you're dealing with that. So we'll see what that's about. And then the last one is to discuss tax levy for advertisement and approval to advertise public hearing and tax levy. Now, what that means doesn't mean they're going to go up on taxes. What that means is that this is the budget discussion. There are two more meetings uh, before, or two more regularly scheduled meetings before the budget has to be passed, which has to be by September 15th. And by, by law. And so this is just saying, hey, we're not going to raise taxes this year. We're going to have a discussion. Do we want to raise it? Do we not want to raise it? And then they'll make a determination. And then based on what they determine, they'll know how much they have in on property taxes coming in for that portion of the budget. Again, does not mean they're going to raise it. Now they could, but while they'll have that discussion on Friday night, probably go ahead and, and have a good discussion on where they want the tax rate to be. Once they know that, then they can kind of fill in the rest of the budget. And they're going to recess this meeting. This meeting will not be adjourned uh, at the end of Tuesday night. That the uh, item number 26, it says to recess the board meeting to August 23rd, which again is only one week. So we're going to have an alderman meeting next week or other acceptable date determined by the board of aldermen for budget discussion. So sure. this is there may be every Tuesday because, as I said, only two more regularly scheduled right. meetings. Yes. But they can have as many as they need to make sure that the budget done before September 15th. Good plan. So that way it's open to the public. And they, they did this last year. Right, for, you know, they really open. had yes. every department come and present it yes. in an open forum, not not voting yes or no, right. just hearing what they had to say before they actually put it in writing in a, in, a, in a formal plan. Gotcha. Derek, you and I know a number of the aldermen. We know the, the mayor. I've gotten to know him since uh, on our show for the last couple of years. And so, look, I, I say this every uh, month for sure. Thank you to all the city leaders that go and sit down every first and third Tuesday and also more often than, than we know and have discussions about city business. Uh, these people are working hard to uh, hopefully make good decisions, make the kind of decisions that their constituents are, uh, you know, agree with. And so they're definitely working hard. So thank you to all of those people. And then thank you to all the technical people that put the stuff on YouTube and the people that have to be there for security and all those different things on the first and third Tuesday with the Alderman meeting. We'll always be appreciative of that. No matter if we agree or disagree when it comes to different things that y'all might do, uh, we're definitely going to thank you for your service to the city and putting yourself out there and we definitely appreciate that well Derek if you present to the board of aldermen present to uh maybe you have to present something in public you definitely want to have a good smile and uh, maybe have a good grill you know to uh <laughs> maybe have a good grill and if you're looking for help when it comes to your grill call the official dentist of the utw podcast that's right matt the desoto family dental care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference, and please give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Derek, this past Saturday, I glanced over at Hernando High School. For this reason, I noticed that the band was practicing. Those kids practice really hard. They, they practice long, hard hours. But what I noticed was the grass was not mown on Saturday. I passed by this morning on Monday and the grass was cut, which says to me somebody after hours on the weekend was doing a good job and mowing the grass at Hernando High School, trying to stay ahead and stay caught up. And that gentleman, I can almost guarantee you, was Mr. Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. 
Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, anything on the outside of your home or office, let him come take a look. If he can't do the project himself, he'll help you find someone who can. Richard is the kind of guy that you want on your team when it comes to helping you with projects around your home or office. Call him today, 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Find more information about Richard and his team at williamslawnmaintenance.com. You can always find more information on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW podcast. Again, any project on the outside of your home or office, call Richard today, 662-292-8855. Derek, when it comes to your lawn company, when it comes to your dentist, you want consistency, you want good service, and there's nobody that's going to serve you better than the DeSoto County Museum, and which continues to support us with the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, on Commerce Street, across the street from Bank Corp South. The DeSoto County Fact of the Week, given to us by Rob Long and his group over at the DeSoto County Museum. Such a wonderful, wonderful asset right here under the water tower. Derek, tell us this week's DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Well, Matt, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week has to do with the local telephone. The telephone operators started working at the Southern Bell switchboard on Center Street back in the mid to the late 1880s. Wow. Now, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone, of course, in 1876. In Hernando? Is that that breaking (laughs) news? That was not in Hernando. (laughs) That was not in Hernando. But again, only, I mean, basically a decade later, by by a decade later, Hernando's, again, telephone uh, service began uh, at the same location. So if you go right now... On Center Street, you'll see a brick building that houses, I think it's AT&T now. That was, of course, Southern Bell. Wow. Uh, but you know, all the Bell companies at one point you know, all split up into different areas across the nation. We had Southern Bell where I came from in Natchez. So that was a Southern Bell location started in the late 1880s. And they had a switchboard operators. All the ladies were sitting there, literally would take phone calls. And it says Hernando's first telephone company was the Cumberland Telegraph and Telephone Company, where Graves and Palmer Tree Law Firm is now. The switchboard operator lived in that brick home and could route calls in his or her pajamas during the early days of telephone service. So literally, that home where Graves and Palmer Tree is now was the uh, was the, the local, the first telephone company, again, that became Southern Bell, uh, was the Cumberland Telegraph and Telephone Company. And the switchboard operator lived upstairs, would come downstairs in their pajamas and just do the switching until it got large enough to move sure. to the brick building where it is now. When it got larger, it became Southern Bell. And they actually had, it, he sent us a wonderful picture that, of course, we don't have here, but there's a wonderful picture of like seven or eight switchboard operators you know, taking calls, plugging it from one to another one, and moving on there. And of course, now it is still AT and T. It is still the same location, but of course, it is all you know digitized at this point, where it's just basically a switchboard for our local telephone company. So you got telephone issues, AT and T issues. That's where they're going to go to first. Wow. So just a wonderful fact of the week right there that we still have that same service on Center Street, uh, brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum and Rob Long. Thank you, Rob Long, for always supporting the ETW podcast, giving us a really neat facts of the week each and every week, and that one definitely uh, rings a bell, Derek. So that's uh, <laughs> I know, another dad joke. My bad. Nine to five every Tuesday through Saturday right here under the water tower across the street from Bancorp South. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. 
Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. If you possess a Mississippi insurance license and are looking for a change when it comes to part-time or full-time in commercial insurance, give Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland a call today at 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528 located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County. They work with some of the largest companies in the world, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, Travelers, Safeco. They work with over 60 insurance companies to try and help people find the best rates when it comes to their insurance. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. Thank you again, Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland with Holland Insurance. Well, this past weekend with the gorgeous weather, I'm sure it was a wonderful, wonderful time at the Hernando Farmer's Market, our 2022 seasonal sponsor. The Hernando Farmer's Market, it's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Now with over 50 vendors every Saturday morning from 8 to 1, that's 8 to 1 every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square, some of the vendors include Clayton Farms, Jones Orchard, Kills Country Market, Precision Sharp, Miss Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes. Those are just some of the 50 vendors each and every Saturday morning ready to serve you at one of the best farmer's markets in the Mid-South on the historic Hernando Square. Get out this Saturday, 8 to 1, and support our seasonal sponsor, Miss Gia Matheny and her team. Would love to see you this weekend with the Hernando Farmer's Market. Derek, wrapping up our Tuesday show, we always end with high school sports. That time of year, I continue to say it, football right around the corner. We will be covering the North Point Trojans, the Hernando Tigers, and the Lewisburg Patriots. Uh, Lewisburg and Hernando, obviously the two public schools that are most under the water tower. And in North Point, Derek has a lot of support and has a lot of love for the North Point Christian School Trojans, and we're going to continue to support them and cover them as well. But, Derek, let's go ahead and talk about the volleyball and soccer that has taken place since our last show. Actually, not since our last show but a little bit more information about a big rivalry that happened last Thursday. That's right, Matt. We'll start, of course, as we always do, we'll start up north uh, at North Point and work our way south. And so the North Point Trojan soccer, of course, they're 1-0 coming off their 9-0 win that we talked about last week, last Thursday night. Their next game is tonight. So Tuesday night uh, at home versus Magnolia Heights. Again, Tuesday night at North Point against Magnolia Heights. And this is not a district game, but this is a kind of a rival game with being only about 20 miles apart and, of course, both being private school. This is a kind of a rivalry game, and so you know, there's kids from uh, both counties uh, that go to both schools, and so just kind of a, a unique rivalry to have. So really looking forward to a wonderful match tonight. Hopefully the rain holds off. The rain is supposed to come through on, on starting on Tuesday night. Hopefully it can hold off and let the uh, Lady Trojans uh, and the Lady Chiefs be able to play each other again tonight uh, at North Point. Uh, be there if you're interested, and we know our number one fan will be there. She'll be there. And, and looking for looking for stats this time, uh, especially if the Trojans score. I had four different people ask me who the number one fan is, and I, <laughs> I said, I'm not telling you. I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> Next, uh, moving uh, to Lewisburg, which also happens to talk about the Hernando match that we talked about last week. Now, the Lady Patriots are coming off a great win at home against Hernando, taking the five-set match that we mentioned last week, 28-26, 25-21, 18-25, 11-25, and they won the fifth and deciding set, 15-6. to They have a, have a good class of sophomores and are led by three seniors. They are now 2-3 and three on the year, and their next match is Tuesday night versus St. George's out of Memphis with a non-district home match. Next, Hernando was on the losing end of the big match but came away feeling good about their young team. The stat leaders from the Lewisburg game were Amberly Holly with five aces and 25 assists, Mary Catherine Couch with 19 digs, 
and Adeline Callahan with eight kills. That young team, now 2-1, 2-0 in district, will now face another county rival, but not district rival, when they face off against Center Hill tonight at home. Volleyball is split up into two different leagues. You have a east and west half of the county. Center Hill and Lewisburg are in the same district. Hernando is in a different district. So again, not a district game, but a county rival. They will face off tonight at in Hernando. JV plays at 5 p.m. Varsity starts at 6 p.m. We want to say good luck to the Lady Tigers and hopefully get back on the winning streak. So, Matt, that's the games we covered. Now, we do want to mention this. We will have a recap of all the matches mentioned for you on Friday as well as the first look at regular season football. North Point will host Jackson Christian Friday night in the opening night of high school football. So, again, public schools have another week before they start. Private schools do start this Friday night. And uh, really looking forward to you know going to the game. Really looking forward to just to, you know being under the lights on Friday night. And also as part of the podcast, cannot wait to cover all of our teams this year. It is here, Derek. The Tigers, the Patriots, and the Trojans. We look forward to that. Also look forward to the uh, mascot uh, battle royale oh, that we man. enjoy. Can't wait. Most people enjoy that. For any new listeners or people that don't know, we take the mascots that are playing on on Friday nights, and we put the mascots if they were to go in a cage fight together, who would probably come out on top. So uh, really looking forward to uh, some fun stuff like that a lot of people that listen to the show and have from day one have always enjoyed our coverage of football and um you know we're going to cover all the different young people all the different sports that we have going on under the water tower we appreciate all the administrators all the people uh man last week just seems to kind of we're settling in we're yeah. definitely settling in traffic's moving well and uh just i mean again it's that time of year your word earlier was beginnings i know we have a lot of the church schools that are starting and uh starting to get rolling with that for three four five days a week so um things are just rocking and rolling back uh, right here around August 15th here under the water tower. So really looking forward to that. I will say this, Derek, and I'll say it every once in a while, we had a really, really large group uh, with our youth group on Wednesday night at Hernando Methodist, and I want to continue to encourage parents on Wednesday nights, look for a youth group, look for somewhere for your kids to go, whether it be for an hour, two hours. Um, Hernando Methodist has a very good youth group. I'm saying that because I'm involved in it. Yes, of course. However, there are wonderful youth groups, wonderful churches all around DeSoto County, especially here in Hernando. I want to encourage that. It's definitely a lot of fun on Wednesday nights for kids to take a second, take a breath, and enjoy, whether it be music, whether it be a lesson, uh, you know, opening the Bible and hearing the Word uh, on Wednesday nights. Definitely something that I hope we can continue to get back to. Well, man, I also want to say um, today is my parents' anniversary. I want to wish them a happy anniversary. Uh, my mom usually years? listens to the show. How many years? Yeah. They are, this will be 52 years. 52 years wow. that they've been together. Uh, 1970, August 15th, 1970. Good for them. Uh, they got married, and so they've been together 52 years. So we just want to say happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. Uh, talk to them. Did y'all go out to eat or anything tonight? My dad said, there's no restaurants open in Natchez on Mondays. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which is a, a basically Sunday and Monday. It's, kind of, it's right. old school. Literally everything shuts down on Sunday because it's Sunday. Everything shuts down on Monday because most of the restaurants worked on Saturday. That's their two-day weekend, sure. and so maybe they'll do something tomorrow. What's the nearest town he could maybe get to by 4.30? Yeah, Baton Rouge. I mean, like, there's, That there's, far? Well, I mean, you can go to Brookhaven. Decent- Brookhaven's an hour. Woodville, which doesn't even count, is 30 minutes. Then after that, it's Baton Rouge. So, um, yeah. It's, that, uh, that would have a decent restaurant. That would have a decent restaurant. Yeah, yeah wow. I mean, just uh, – and I guess Pittsburgh's an hour and 15 north. Sure. So you just, happy, happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. Yes, absolutely. Happy anniversary to the Big Lanes. 52 years of marriage. Derek sits here because of you guys, and we really appreciate that. You know, <laughs> I guess, 50, <laughs> I guess you, so, 52 years ago. <laughs> Look, if you enjoy the jokes and enjoy having fun, enjoy the stuff that we do here on the UTW Podcast, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, 
share it with friends and family, share it on Facebook, share it with different links, share it all around town, let people know the different things, some of the you know, fun things that we do right here on the podcast. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. They drop a show really early every Monday morning covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Derek, hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll be back here on Friday to uh, review the Alder meeting and discuss some more high school sports coming up. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. I'm sorry. That number has been changed. The new number is not listed in our records at the customer's request. It's unpublished. Not printed. You can't have it. I won't give it to you. You can tie me to a tree and beat me, and I still won't tell you. But I will enjoy it. Please make a note of it.